Hi, welcome to Leadership with Randy. I'm Randy Powell. They need to focus inwards and understand that you are in control of your dreams. You are in control of your results. You are in control of your life. And in my experience, that's the biggest learning. Sports just happen to be the vehicle. We're spending time today with inspiring speaker Chuki Okobi, a mindset mastery coach, neuro-linguistics programming practitioner, and Super Bowl champion athlete with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chuki weaves his own experiences overcoming fear and facing adversity to achieve his own championship dreams into life lessons that will enable any of us to be champions in our families, our businesses, and our communities. Chuki is the founder of Basic Instructions Mind Mastery. Now let's go hear from Chuki. Good morning. It's great to see everyone. We'll have a few more folks join in the next few minutes, but I'm excited to spend time with Chuki Okobi, who's athlete, leadership coach, mind, mindset coach, and uh, neuro-linguistic programming expert, which is a lot to, uh, to say. Uh, big, big words this morning, Chuki. <laughs> which I took away from, we spent time together. It was like words matter. That was the uh, simple way for me to remember that is that words matter. And so we're going to get into that, but welcome. Good to see you this morning. Hey, every day above ground's a good day. And any day I get to spend with you is extra good. <laughs> so I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, before we go into NLP, I want to go way back to your journey because a lot of what shaped the things you coach and teach today come about, you know, when we spent together from your lessons of your own journey, dealing with adversity, dealing with changes in leadership, changes of coaches, all of the different things you encountered as you made your way and, and carved out a, a career as an athlete. And now you transform those lessons into how other people achieve and succeed in in their own careers. But, but let's go back and talk about that journey and, and some of the things you experienced and things you learned early in life and early in your career. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting um, when I think about it now is, you know, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and, you know, moved away when I was a kid and all I had was this vision of going home because being a new kid all the time, I went to six schools before high school. And so, you know, for a long time, I really didn't have my group, my clique, you know, my gang of guys that I would hang out with and play, but sports was somewhere where I always fit in. So I always saw myself being an athlete because that's where I felt good about myself as a child. You know, it, it, you know things, things at home were kind of tough and didn't really feel like I was important at home. But when I was playing sports, when I was playing baseball, I all of a sudden felt like I was a leader and somebody that people looked up to in, as an example of what it meant to be good. Of course, we were kids and it was sports, but that's what really drove me to want to play professional sports. Because when I was seven, I, I figured to myself, well, if I could do this the rest of my life, play sports, then I would be happy and I would feel that love that I felt I was lacking at home. Long story short, you know, holding that idea in my mind of going home to Pittsburgh, simultaneously holding this vision in my mind of becoming a professional athlete. A lot of people find it interesting when they realize that I got my specific desired result of not only being able to get myself back to Pittsburgh, but going home to a hero's welcome as a Pittsburgh Steeler and being able to 
you know, have a front row seat to see a lot of high level performers, you know, athletes, but, you know, playing college ball with guys like Drew Brees, you know, playing quarter, but, you know, playing with Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Palomalu, Jerome Bettis. And, you know, these are all real people. For most people, they're just people on television, but I feel blessed to have had a front row seat to see how these Hall of Fame caliber professionals actually approach their job and get the results that, you know, entertain us all on Sunday afternoon. So, you know, the big thing is recognizing that in everything that I created professionally started in my mind in a child's imagination, if you will. And as adults, sometimes we get into the groove of believing that we know how things are, which shut, then shuts off imagination and possibilities. And so it's helping people to get that picture in their mind of their specific desired result in their business, in their career, in their relationships, in their health and fitness, even with their relationship with their higher power, so that they can achieve what I call that Super Bowl level result in their life. Doesn't have to be football, but we're talking about really exploring what's my full potential as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever it is that you feel a deep desire to be great at. And that's really where the focus of what I do in helping companies, professionals, entrepreneurs, startups, and help them to reach their Super Bowl level, if you will. So there was adversity at times along the way in that journey where it wasn't like you were guaranteed to play in the NFL. You made your way to Purdue and -hmm. then your coach left. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting part of the, part of the journey. You know, one of the big things is now it's, it's easy to look at me, but, Oh, this is an eight year NFL veteran. He's got a super bowl ring. And that's the story after all these things happen. But, you know, like you, like you mentioned, Back when I was in high school, I was not a highly recruited athlete. As a matter of fact, literally nobody in this country wanted me to play college football for them. I basically asserted myself and started reaching out to literally every single school in America. Long story shorter, I ended up at Purdue. And the only coach who gave me a scholarship was Jim Coletto. After my first year, he resigned and I had a nervous breakdown that lasted two weeks because it literally felt the same as when my dad left in that, you know, all of a sudden this person who I was relying upon to be the way I put it is my Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's going to show me how to become an NFL Jedi. And he just abandoned me. At least that's the story I was telling at that time. And got to a point where the emotions were so intense, I had to make a decision at 18. I was like, I can't go on like this. I still have the ability to get my goal. And so I need to find some sort of advantage here. And that's when I discovered NLP. Um, back when I was 18 years old, went to a used bookstore, um, not necessarily knowing what I was looking for, but I knew I was going to find some piece of information there that other people didn't know about. And I found it. So going into the bookstore with no real expectation, it was interesting when the title of that book just jumped off the shelf at me. And the title of this book that I found is The Secret of Creating Your Future by Dr. Tad James. And so I said, 
that's what I want to know. I want to know the secret. So 18 years old, grab this book sitting on the floor in this dirty bookstore and I'm reading it and I had no clue what this guy was talking about. And so I was like, maybe this isn't the book for me, put it down, started to get up off the floor, but it felt like that the title of the book was just glowing at me. It's like the secret to creating your future. So I got to know the secret. So I grabbed the book and I said, I may not understand now, but if I just keep going deeper and into it, deeper, deeper into the book, eventually it'll make sense. And all of a sudden it's like, it hit me like a lightning bolt. And I think I got what he was saying. I remember sitting there thinking to myself, what he's saying is our entire world isn't actually out there. It's actually in your mind. And with this neuro and NLP back then, I didn't know what it was. So with this NLP stuff, I can learn to control what's in my mind. So my logic at 18 was, well, then with NLP, I can control my world. And that's literally how I was able to get drafted by my favorite team since birth play there three quarters of my career and win a championship in my hometown. Now you can imagine for a child, it really doesn't get any more specific than that as to what you can imagine yourself being. And so everyone has their specific desired result or what I call their Super Bowl result. And learning NLP back when I was 18, so I've been doing this now 25 years, that's what helped me to get to the NFL, a kid who not one football coach in America wanted all of a sudden gets drafted. Well, it all started up here. And by learning how to take control of what's going on inside mentally and emotionally so that I can focus those energies towards the specific desired result that from the outside, other people may have seen, you know, the possibility of me getting drafted, the possibility of me getting drafted to Pittsburgh as damn near impossible. But to me, it's just my life because that's the direction I took it in. I took control of my mind, took control of my results. And that's really where I'm helping others to determine what can I do to get my specific desired result. And, you know, it all did start with coach leaving back in 96. And that was a turning point where I began to take control of my mind, which in turn allowed me to take control of my professional life at a level higher than most people can even imagine. So, you know, that's such a big deal that you were at this crossroads in mm -hmm. life. And you probably meet with people all the time who become overwhelmed, fearful. The obstacles seem too great. Mm -hmm. And you had those options, but you chose to go to a bookstore mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and you chose to pick up a book and you chose to take control of your destiny. Have you ever thought back of what inspired you to do that? Or what were the other things, you know, what if you had chosen another path and let fear take hold of your life? You know, have you ever just played that out and said, what made me do what I did that day? Well, it, it really comes down to part of what I teach is as a psychology professional with NLP is that most people aren't aware that there's only two motivations, two types of motivations for human beings. That's it. You have pain and you have pleasure. So when you think about a pain motivator, that's, Ooh, that's something I, I got to get away from. I don't want that. And so when you're looking to avoid something or get away from something, it's easy to get motivated. Like if I was in the woods and I saw a skunk, 
that would motivate me to, to get away. Now, when you think about a pleasure motivator, it's like, oh, I really want that. I really, really want that you feel this burning desire and attraction, almost like a magnetic pull, something that you just feel you have to experience. And so that motivates you to move forward. And so with the hardships from childhood, the, the situation going on with coach, that caused a lot of pain or fear, if you will. So there was a motivation. Plus, I always had this vision since I was a little child of me, you know, really being that person, an athlete that the whole entire world supported and loved. And, and the biggest thing as a child is I felt self-worth. And so that kind of stayed with me my whole life. And so I had this push-pull thing going on, you know, the, the fear of not getting my goal plus this deep desire to experience this type of life. And so, you know, to me, if I give in to the fear or I focus on the pleasure, either one, whatever I decide to focus on becomes a habit over time. So if I let that fear consume me at 18, when something came up after graduation at 22, if I felt fear, it would be easy to give into that. And so then as I get older and you get into a situation where you're, you know, have a family, you have children, you have responsibilities, and then I get hit with fear, then I'm just going to give into it. And if I would have given into it back at 18, then this life of being almost just running scared all the time, focusing on all the things I don't want, then that would have been my life. Instead, I seem to just focus on what was pulling me forward, This, what was compelling me to continue to go deeper into my expertise in what I do as an athlete so that I could develop myself to be, you know, not just good enough to get drafted in the NFL, but, you know, actually enough of an expert of what I do to remain in the league for eight years. And so all of these things, it's, it's sports and it's easy for a lot of professionals and, and, you know, I mean, executives, I mean, startup founders who say, yeah, but that's sports. And I said, mm, it's what you, you just got to, you know, kind of think at a higher level here and that it's a human experience. It's a human professional experience, no different than whatever business or industry that you're working in now. And so it's a matter of what's motivating me, what's motivating me to do what I do. Am I constantly finding myself looking to avoid the things that I don't want, or am I focused on that vision that specific desire result that, you know, getting to the pros, going back to Pittsburgh that I had as a kid. Now, each one of us has different experiences, different dreams, different motivations, different desires. But in terms of getting your specific desire result, I imagine it would feel the same as me getting mine. And that's where emotions really come into it. Understanding that, you know, that burning desire, when you think about your perfect result in your business, or a perfect result in your family, your perfect result in your health and fitness. And you imagine yourself being, doing, and having that experience right now. How does that feel? And once you focus inwards and you focus on that feeling, that's actually what I was chasing, not the NFL. I was chasing that feeling. And so it's like, what, how can I bring that energy into my life and make it the energy of my life? 
or the energy of my business, where I see myself making the money I want to make, you know, surrounded by the love of my family and people that I care about and they care about me, making an impact in the world, something that actually changes the environment, you know, because sports, I mean, I've been here in Kansas City four years and um, Chiefs have been pretty good since I've been here. And so it's easy to see the difference that those individual men who make up that team have made on the millions of people in this Kansas City area in the Chiefs Nation across this entire country. And so it's sometimes can be a challenge to understand what that means to the individual, like somebody like Patrick Mahomes. And you realize he was just a little boy who wanted to play football. And now look at the impact he's making emotionally in this city right here. And so that's really what it comes down to is focusing on what you want as opposed to not, as opposed to what you don't want and making that a habit. And so that's what helped me to find the level of success that I was looking for. That's Super Bowl, what I call the Super Bowl sensation and bringing that into my professional life and helping others to do the same in their lives and in their careers. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about maybe some lessons from your career that I think tie into the same idea of mindset and what's going on inside you. You know, you talked about playing with a breeze and a Roethlisberger and probably most fans know their name and watch that and have no idea the role you play in their success. Right. And so I think that's, kind of a microcosm of what goes on with a lot of people, particularly younger people today, looking at social media and comparing themselves to others. What did you learn in your career to know that most of the people up in the stands might not know what I'm doing, but what I'm doing matters. Being part of this team matters and my role matters, even if everybody doesn't know that. It, you know, I'm so excited that you asked me that question because I've got a lot to say just based on the language you just used, you know, think about, the concept of looking at social media and comparing yourself to them. See, that's what it actually comes down to a natural law, cause and effect. And what cause and effect is, is the equation for empowerment. The thing is, you always got to remain at cause. If I'm at cause, that is to say, I am the cause of my life experience. It's all about my, my perceptions, my emotions, all these different things are going to determine how I interpret, how I experience my world. If I'm at effect, then I'm just reacting to what I see out there, like say on social media. All of a sudden, most people are unaware that what you're doing is letting the people out there dictate how you behave, dictate how you feel because you're focused on them. You're at the effect of whatever they do. And so when you look at that cause and effect, you have to recognize I'm not focused on them. I'm focused on where I'm going, regardless of what they're doing. It's funny, guys, because I just gave a TEDx talk last weekend, and this was actually the point that I made was, you know, whether it be in business or in sports, the key sometimes to winning the competition is to not compete. And it seems ironic, but that's actually what I did learn from winning the Super Bowl was if you want to be, if you want to win, 
don't compete. Sometimes people will say, yeah, but business is competitive. It's a competitive world. What do you, I mean, you got to admit it's competitive. I said, okay, I can totally appreciate that perspective and I respect your model of the world. Let's just say that business is competitive like sports. Well, perhaps you've been playing your business like the wrong sport, like boxing or UFC in this competitive mindset. I win, so somebody's got to lose. Maybe business is competitive, but if it's like a sport, I'd say it's more like swimming. Now, we all know, we all know who Michael Phelps is, right? Now, Michael Phelps, most decorated Olympian the world's ever seen, 82 medals in international competition, 65 gold, including a record 28 Olympic medals. The funny thing is, if you just take a look at how that sport is played, although Phelps is in the pool with all of his competition, everybody's in their own lane. And recognize now, nobody's impeding the progress of anyone else. I've never seen any video footage or heard a story about Michael Phelps reaching into the next lane and grabbing somebody's ankle to prevent them from getting in front of him. I've never seen somebody swim in a zigzag to stop someone from getting in front of them. Michael Phelps has got his head down and he's got one thought in his mind. How do I get from where I am to where I want to be? How do I get to here faster than I ever did before? How do I take my performance to the next level? And the thing is, even looking at his 82 medals, 65 of them were gold, which means he hasn't always won which then points to the fact that everyone in that pool has an equal opportunity to get down to the other end first. But the minute I turn to focus on them, I've taken my focus off where I'm going. And that's a big thing is most people are so concerned about what everyone else is doing. They're focused outwards. When all of your resources, all of your power, all of your emotions, which are by far your most powerful tool, are your emotions, those are all inside. And so what it really comes down to is learning to, instead of focusing on, oh, I got to beat them. It's like, no, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be faster than I've ever done it before? And once I do it once, how do I get there faster next time and next time and keep taking it up a notch to the point where you look back at your career five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and you're like, whoa. I just kept taking it up a notch every single year. And here I am. Now the rest of the world is looking at Michael Phelps like he's Superman or something. But I promise you, if you ask him, he'll say, I put my pants on one leg at a time. The difference is the way he looks at competition. And the thing is, when you focus on the tools you have, the wisdom, the knowledge, the expertise, the education, all these different things, and you start to take that focus and apply it to what you're doing, shutting out anything else and anyone else, the results you can get in your business are things that most people would not believe. They would not believe that it's even possible. And the biggest thing is, you know, tying this together with my experience is the year we won the Super Bowl back in 2005. And, you know, if you go to Wikipedia, and you look and say, hmm, how does, you know, one win the Super Bowl? What happened? You see who won the Super Bowl, Pittsburgh Steelers, but they, the story's not there. I live the story. 
And most people don't know, you go back to 04, we were the number one, we had the best record in the league. We had a rookie of the year quarterback, and we went 15-1 and one in 04 until we got to AFC Championship, and we fell short thanks to this guy named Brady. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but this guy Brady from up, but this is a long time ago, so I digress. So going into 05, rookie quarterback, best defense in the league, 15-1 and one last year. We were the favorites, but in 2005, we lost three games in a row in the middle of the season. If we lost one more, we couldn't even make the playoffs. And so all of a sudden, it's like the world is just going crazy. Fans are panicked. The media is saying the Steelers are way too deep in a hole right now. They're out. But, of course, the players, we're saying all the right things. I remember saying to a journalist myself, relax. We got this. Take a deep breath. We'll go deeper into the season one game at a time. Now, Coach, Coach Cower, you know, Hall of Fame 2020, he's focused. He's dialed in. He's got a feeling of how this group is doing right now. I mean, there's a reason this guy's a Hall of Fame coach. And so I remember that meeting after that third loss because I really thought Coach was going to give it to us good. He really just beat us up for not playing to our potential. But what I learned from this talk completely changed my perspective on what it means to win in life going forward. So Coach came in the room. Everyone went silent and held their breath in anticipation of what was about to happen. And then Coach spoke and he said, guys, thinking about where we are in this season right now, realize that you don't know what you don't know. And believe it or not, it's what you don't know that you don't know that's running this show right now. So think about this for a moment, fellas. Since you don't know what you don't know, how do you know what you believe you do know is right? Don't answer me now. Just relax and consider what I'm saying. You don't know what you don't know. I mean, this, I mean, it was deep at that time. And, and the big thing is, what was he talking about? What he's talking about is the subconscious or unconscious mind. And even though we're saying all the right things in the media, he could tell that we were feeling fear. We were reliving that nightmare of an AFC championship where we lost to New England when we believed we were going to make it to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, we lost three in a row. And the natural human tendency is to go, here we go again. That's a natural tendency. The coach had to stop us in our tracks. Wait a second. Wait a second. Recognize if we continue to focus out there on the naysayers, reading the papers, watching SportsCenter, that's what has us feeling like our goal is slipping away again. Recognize that last year we lost one game in 04. And that was in week two of the season. Then we went on with a rookie quarterback to win 15 straight games before we fell short in that AFC championship. So at that point in the season, after losing three games, we're 11 games in, he's saying, if you won 15 back then, we can win nine in a row right now. You've been here before. But if I, we continue to tell ourselves a story about here we go again, well then that's what's gonna happen again. And so it's really recognizing the role that emotions play in how you perform and how you perceive things, how you navigate challenges. And the thing is, it's the way that the mind works. 
And this is a lot of the stuff that he was talking about in that bookstore back in 97. When I was 18, I had no clue what he was talking about. Now, this is what I know. This is what I specialize in teaching people how to get the same type of results I got in football in their businesses, in their lives, in their careers. So it's recognizing that emotions are an unconscious or subconscious function. But the thing is, that's the majority of the energy with which you're operating. Because most people don't realize emotions are just energy in motion, emotions. So whatever energy you're operating on, that's going to be what the result you get is made of. And that's that's the, one of the biggest lessons I learned is that you've got to learn to control what's going on inside, especially emotionally. You know, so when you run into situations like your question, if I run into a situation and I'm feeling fear, there are actually basic instructions as to how to get rid of that. And that's what I teach people to do, especially in one on one work that I do is help people to release traumas, you know, things that are keeping them feeling stuck in their life and in their career. I hope that answers your question. Forgive me, I can be long winded. So, but. no, but I think that's a great story. I mean, were you really conscious at the time at how much emotional intelligence coach Cower was demonstrating there? Because you guys were expecting to get screamed at. He's going to come in and yell, turn the tables over, break stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you got. Uh, I'm assuming that wouldn't have been, you know, you already were disappointed. So being more disappointed in yourself, wouldn't have been more motivational. I mean, I mean, you're spot on is that that would have confirmed what we were feeling. If he would have done that, then we would have given into the fear. And so to he was like, wait a second, we lost three in a row. That doesn't mean that's who we are. We decide who we are. And the funny thing is that was one of, that was probably the biggest emotional intelligence lesson I got into my life at that point. What's interesting is in those years since, since I've become an integrative psychology professional, been studying this stuff since then. The book, there's a book that I, one of my favorite characters from history is Andrew Carnegie, great steel magnate, Pittsburgh guy, half the city's named after him. So, you know, very familiar with him. But he wrote in 1908 his book, The Gospel of Wealth, which, if you recall, if you know history back then, he was the richest man that had ever lived. And so he wrote a book kind of giving people the basic instructions how to get the same type of success as he as he did, as Carnegie did. What's interesting is that the number one requisite that the richest man that ever lived outlined in great detail in the gospel of wealth, the number one requisite to find success in business is emotional discipline. Is that if you if you're not in control of those emotions, then those emotions will control your results, and that's literally the message that Coach Carroll was giving us that day. It's so that's that's the funny thing. So like, one of my mentors, he's he's from Hawaii, and he always talks about his mentor and what his uncle used to say in the native Hawaiian language, and what he would say is, "Aohe pau ko ike ko halau," which translates to realize that not all lessons come from school. There are lessons all around us if you quiet down and open up your mind. 
and you really pay attention, you can learn in the most unobvious situations if you open yourself up and you focus on what you want. That's what Coach Cower helped us do, and that's what I help people to do now. So, Awesome. Let's go get some questions. Uh, Steve? Thank you, Randy, and uh, thank you for another great lessons in leadership and blessings to you and your family. Hey, Chucky, I, I love uh, your story, and congratulations on all that you've accomplished in life. Very impressive. Very impressive. Thank you. And it's great to have you in Kansas City. It's great to be in Kansas City. It's a great town, honestly. It really is. So you know? uh, your story mm -hmm. uh, focused, tended to focus on uh, the um, championship of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. And all the visuals behind you are uh, relate to that. So my, my question to you, Chucky, is in this NLP world, um, if you were to step outside of Chucky and, and give Chucky advice on where you go from here, what would that be? We go from here, um, I mean, just for clarification, I forgive me for answering the question, but a question. We, we well, you've accomplished a lot in, in your football career and your story mm. uh, and your visuals relate to those accomplishments. Right. So you're no longer there. Right. And you're advising people on achieving their dream. Mm. So I guess my related question is, what, what is your dream? And what's your advice to yourself on how to get there? My dream now is to rid the world of insecurity and self-doubt. That's, that's the, ultimately, that's my goal. Is I think that that's the real pandemic, is people who have stories around why they can't, why they're not, I can't do it, I'm not good enough, it's not possible. That's all the things that my, my environment told me my whole life as it pertains to sports. I mean, I literally had nobody on my side. The headmaster of my school used to call me in and like lecture me as to why are you trying to do this? You know, you're not good enough to play. And respectfully, I was like, I, I don't agree. And the thing is, it's people ask me all the time, you know, why don't you coach football? You see, you know, your story so much football and obviously you're good at football. Why don't you go into the broadcast booth and share your experience of what helped you accomplish those things. I am. I am. Because without that NLP, without me taking control of my mind, I would have never got my result. And so that's what I do now is help people to take control of what's going on inside so that they can change what's going on outside. And that's why my biggest thing is helping companies, people who are so used to that pattern of focusing on their competition when they need to act more like Michael Phelps. They need to focus inwards and understand that you are in control of your dreams. You are in control of your results. You are in control of your life. And in my experience, that's the biggest learning. Sports just happen to be the vehicle. But the bottom line is we can all achieve what I call your Super Bowl level result. And 
you know, that's that's my goal is to get that message to as many human beings as possible and start to get rid of this idea that I can't and I'm not because it's simply not true. It's just like Coach Coward said, you see, when so when it, when a business executive says to himself, well, this is impossible, I can't. You don't know what you don't know. How do you know that's true? Think about it. It's just like the Wizard of Oz. We're here in Kansas. At least I'm on the Kansas side. <laughs> so it's just like Dorothy. Without getting into the whole story, she landed in Oz and believed she couldn't get herself home. She believed that. It's not possible. I can't. Someone's got to save me. Only to find out what. That not only did she have that ability, but she was the only one that did. What was she missing? The basic instructions of how that power works. That's what I help people do now is click three times and get your result. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. It's, it's about becoming more curious about what am I missing? What piece of information would make my situation look different? Would make me feel differently about my abilities to do what I need to do. And so that's my big thing is to help people to gain control over the things in life that they feel they can't get over, they can't let go of, they can't get past. Yes, you can. Let me show you how to click three times. I hope that answers your question. Well, it's, yes, it does, and it's a you know it's a blessing that you've chosen to come to Kansas City. You know, this is a great place to live and raise a family and to work. So, why did you come to Kansas City to share all that? Well, it's like I mentioned earlier, there's two types of motivations, the move away or the pain versus the move towards or the pleasure. And truth be told, my motivation for moving when I did was a move away. And, you know, I have, have been having some difficulties in the years following football, being in Pittsburgh. I was ready for a change. A friend of mine uh, has a real estate development company in Omaha, and they made some acquisitions here back in 2017 and 18 and needed to raise capital for, for those projects. So there was one in the um, plaza and then one out here in Olathe. And so I helped to uh, attract capital partners, raised about $18 million. And once that closed, after, you know, I was doing that for probably the first eight months or so I was here, then that project ended and I was still here and I just liked it. And so this became home. And now I don't see myself leaving before retirement age. So that's how I ended up here was, you know, using my uh, relationship skills, my rapport building skills and language to create relationships and raise capital. Did that. And now, now that I've finished that, which achieved my goal of moving out of Pittsburgh, finding a place that really fit with me. Now, all I'm focused on is this dream, this vision I have of showing people how strong they are, that they do have the ability to get their Super Bowl level result, whatever that might be for them. It can be football, it can be business, it can be in their relationships, it can be in anything. And so to me, you know, being able to focus on the human condition in developing mastery over our own lives, that's my dream, and that's why I started my company, Basic Instructions. So, thank Let's you. go to uh, Drew. 
Chuki, sir, thank you so much for uh, giving us some time today. I, uh, you know, every day you want to learn something new. Um, I have, I'm going to have a hard time learning something better than what you taught us already this morning. I'm curious though, you know, when you start talking about, uh, make sure you're picking the right sport in your business. I found that awesome. It's such a great analogy, especially in swimming, but I am um, a product of com competitive sports that involve punching, uh, wrestling, you know, all the things that you did in football. And I'm fascinated on how you applied that logic about swimming and staying in your lane in a sport where you do have to defeat the person across from you. I'm curious how you were able to manage those things. And I know discipline is part of it, but I was curious your take on that. Well, the, the interesting thing is that taking that Michael Phelps mentality in that 2005 season is what helped us for to make just to make it more succinct it helped us to hit harder it helped us to run faster it helped us to focus on how can i do whatever it is i'm doing better and if that means that in in this particular context of football or if you're in boxing or mixed martial arts then that's just the nature of the game but at the end of the day, I'm not so much worried about what my opponent across the ring is thinking or doing. It's I'm am I prepared for whatever comes? Am I prepared to to for whatever challenges this opponent, whether it be a team, whether it be another company, whether it be a coworker who wants the same promotion you do? It's a matter of how do I show up as my best? How do I, you know, ramp up my emotions? emotions and use that energy to be as good as I possibly can. And so when it comes down to, to sports, you know, the thing is, the point of it isn't the violent aspect or somebody getting beat down. The bottom line is, how good of a boxer can I be? How good of an offensive lineman can I be? How good at throwing this football and reading coverages can I be? And whoever happens to be out there, that's not my concern. My concern is, is, am I prepared to deal with whatever this other individual who's been working to develop themselves to be the best? How do I make sure that I've pushed myself just a little bit farther? I've, I've prepared just a little bit harder. I've, I've focused just a little bit more than anyone else. But at the same time, you're not necessarily focused. I don't need to know how they're focusing. My question is, how far can I take it? How how good can I be? And, and when you do that, then like Michael Phelps, for example, he's not focused on anybody else, yet he wins. He's got all these gold medals. So what it comes down to is winning a race is just another day at the office now. That's just another day at the office. It's not a big deal. This is what I do. And that's where we we got to that year in 05 was like wait a second we just lost three in a row on on piggybacking off of winning 15 in a row so which one are we and we get to decide that and that's where the focus goes back inside rec recognizing that all of my tools my most powerful tools are inside my ability to think as a human being mixed with the emotions, mixing intellect with emotions and focusing on how can I make that combination 
the most effective, the most impactful for my, for my own life, but most importantly, how can I use that to bring more value to my community and to the world at large? And at the end of the day, the person who brings the most value wins the most gold or makes the most money, however you want to look at it. Hope that answers your question. Thank you, sir. No, it did. I appreciate that answer. Thank you. Yeah. So when you and I met, you said something really awesome in that if you want to change what's going on around you, you focus on what's going on in you. And you even said it a little bit different way earlier here today. Mm-hmm. Let's go to NLP and talk about how words matter and the words and messaging that we allow ourselves right. to absorb make a difference. All right. Because this is definitely my probably my favorite subject is language because language and emotions are definitely interconnected. Most people don't recognize that the words we use in our minds do not describe our experience. They create it. And that's the biggest thing. What NLP is, is neuro-linguistic programming. So it sounds complex, but it's actually pretty simple. Neuro refers to your mind, your neurology. Linguistic refers to language, words, communication. And programming, that term refers to how does that neural language function? How do words affect the way we experience the world? And so the thing is, most of the time, we've got a story in our minds as to what we believe is true. But again, you don't know what you don't know. So if I continue to tell myself I can't and I'm not, then what happens in your mind neurologically is you're gonna find evidence to corroborate that story for yourself. You're gonna literally filter out any evidence to the contrary and continue to point at things outside and say, see, I knew I couldn't do it. You know, you look at your bank account, you go to you go to Instagram and you see somebody else talking about their big wins in their business and you see that as evidence that that's not me. And it all comes down to the words you're using in your mind. Words are magic. Think about it. That's why they call it spelling. Is what story am I telling myself in my mind? And that was a big learning I got back in that, you know, once I found Dr. Tad James book back in college. It was like when I was sitting in that bathroom stall crying because my coach left me, what story was I telling myself? And that story was what was creating my experience in the, at that moment. And once I decided, okay, the story I'm telling myself, do I like, is this an empowering story or a disempowering story? And if it's disempowering, the words we use in our minds create our experience in life. And we're going to continue to experience things that are going to trigger the emotions that come with that. And so instead, it's about thinking about what story could I tell myself that feels good, that feels the way I want it to feel. And all of a sudden, if that's what's going on in your mind, then it's easy to behave in conjunction with what you want as if you're moving towards that pleasurable experience instead of focusing on what you don't want and constantly being in a state of fear where you're moving away. So it's like, imagine this, every time you tell a story in your mind and so understanding the conscious mind versus the subconscious or unconscious mind. So imagine your conscious mind is like a little kid version of you. It's you, but small, 
like four years old. And then your unconscious mind is your best friend. It's your dog. Dog is man's best friend. But imagine this, you're four years old and the dog's four years old, but you're human and the dog is a great dame, much bigger and stronger than you. But you're in charge. You got the leash. So every time you tell yourself a story, it's like showing that dog a picture. And so when I tell stories in my mind about what I don't want, imagine I'm showing the dog a picture. Say, hey, hey, boy, I don't want this. And I throw it. What's the dog going to do? He's going to get it and bring it back. And I said, no, you silly dog. I don't want this. And I throw it. And this is why so many people in business wonder why the same problems keep coming back. What are you focused on? Because it's a because you're talking to a dog. He doesn't think in the complex ways that we humans do. So he doesn't understand words like don't. All he knows is you keep bringing this up. And so that's like, imagine your mind is like a radar. And every time you tell this story, you are you're focusing in on anything consistent with the story about what you don't want. And then wondering why it keeps coming back into your life. And here's the thing about the, the mind and language and words is dog is man's best friend. Your unconscious mind is your best friend. And so it, your unconscious mind loves you so much unconditionally that whatever he believes you want, he's going to go chase it. Even if it's what you don't want, he doesn't understand. Don't all he knows is you keep showing him this. So he keeps chasing it on the same token. If you tell the story and show him a picture of what you do want, he'll go chase that too. And that's where understanding NLP, the language that I'm using, the words I'm using to communicate with myself first and foremost, but not just that as an employer, how are you motivating your team? Are you going to come in and tear us a new one like I thought Coach Cower was going to do? Because what is the energy behind those words, the emotions behind those words? Because whatever emotions behind the words, the energy in your tank is going to be reflected in your results. And that's where understanding NLP back when I was 18, I didn't have a teacher. All I had was books, CDs, and the internet. And I, had, and I had to figure this out so I could get what I wanted. It wasn't that I was smarter than anybody else. It's just that I had this fear and I had this desire. And I just kept my eyes on this. Because, like, again, imagine if what you don't want is over here and what you do want is over here. So if all my focus is on I need to avoid this, can I even see anything that's going to lead me to what I want? You can't because I got to avoid this. The funny thing is if I look at something and say, I got to avoid this, I got to keep my eye on it to make sure I don't have it. As long as your eyes are on it, that's all you'll ever have. And so this is where Carnegie was talking about emotional discipline. There's no such thing as good and bad emotions. It's just positive and negative. And so understand that they're both important in how to interpret that communication from yourself, determine the communication from your unconscious mind or your dog. It's like Timmy and Lassie. Lassie comes running, she goes, row, 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 row. What is it, girl? Row, row, row. He has to interpret it because she can't speak. So understand your unconscious mind, your emotional body 
is not going to send you a text message. It's not going to spell it out. If the question is, how well do I understand my dog, myself, my unconscious mind, my emotional body? How well do I understand it? And on top of that, remember, the conscious mind is a little kid. The unconscious, subconscious is a big dog. How do I know the dog understands what I want? How do I keep my unconscious mind, my emotions focused on what I want when I keep showing them pictures of what I don't? This is what I teach people. This is how a kid who was too short to play Big Ten football was the shortest scholarship lineman for five years. But then again, like my offensive line coach told me, Danny Hope, if you're good enough, I guess you're tall enough. Because then again, I was the shortest offensive lineman in the NFL for eight years. From the outside looking in, the story most other people would tell is he's too short. He can't. I wouldn't, that's not what I was telling my dog. And, and that's the thing is a lot of times people go through difficult things. And most of the time, what people don't recognize is that in, the, in any given moment, if I'm racked with a negative emotion, that's not a bad thing. It's, it is part of the human experience. But recognize that in that moment, more times than not, nine times out of 10, I'm either focused on something from the past that I wish didn't happen, or I'm worried about something in the future that I don't want to happen. And, and it literally destroys this moment because I don't have the discipline to stay focused on what I want. And learning that discipline is something that you can be an 85 pound woman and take control of your dog. You know how it has nothing to do with football. Football just happened to be my path, my desired result, that Super Bowl level result. And so, you know, a lot of things I'm saying, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I can never tell how this lands with other people because I just tell the story from my perspective. What I do know is that what people have asked me in the past is like, you know, winning the Super Bowl, that's, that's so rare. It's like 1% of high school athletes make it to that level. And you played eight years and won the Super Bowl. I wonder how that feels. How would that feel to win the Super Bowl? Because I bet that feels spectacular. But most people don't realize that winning the Super Bowl, it's a feeling that you already know deep down. It's a feeling you felt before that you're intimately familiar with. I mean, just think about those moments in the past that give you those butterflies, you know, that feeling of excitement in your stomach the sensations, those moments that made your pulse racing, your breath shallow, you hear your heart beating in your ears, you see those things now, those things that took you to levels of pleasure, fulfillment and satisfaction, it felt so right. It only feels wrong, it almost feels wrong. I mean, you know what I mean? It's the kind of thing that just spins around in your mind like a vinyl record obsessing. You try to stop thinking about this, recalling it again and again, obsessing about it. You obsess about this because it feels so good. You just wanna feel this way all the time now. If you can imagine a memory just like this, well, then congratulations. You know exactly what it feels like to win the Super Bowl. The question that a lot of clients ask me is, what's, what's preventing me from feeling like that in my career? What's preventing me from feeling like that in my business? What's preventing me from feeling like that in my family? That's where I come in. Because it's so much easier than you could even imagine. I mean, that's where the title for my company came from, Basic Instructions. It came from the Wizard of Oz. 
You don't know what you don't know. So when you say, I can't, are you sure? Are you sure that it's not possible? Because Dorothy, where would Dorothy have come up with the strategy to click three times? She believed her problem was too complex. It's not. It really isn't. And it's just about opening up your mind to learn things that you didn't know you didn't know. And maybe just one or two pieces of information could change your perspective on yourself, your business, and your life. And all of a sudden, what seems like I can't get past or I'm not good enough, it's gone in the wind. That story's, we don't play that record anymore. And that's really you know, the biggest thing I learned from football. And not everybody's goals are in sports, but everyone's got goals. Everyone's got a dream. Of specifically, all I wanted to do was go home to Pittsburgh. And I did. All I want to do is play sports because I felt good about myself. And I did. What is your story? What words am I saying in my mind that are keeping me from feeling that? That's where I come in, is you got to extract that operating system in the mind. And because you are the little kid, you have the leash, so you're in control. It's about learning for me how to retrain that dog. And that's, that's my story in a nutshell. And my goal is to help other people do that for themselves in their lives and in their careers. That's amazing stuff, Chuki. You know, one of the things that's come to mind as you talked about that is a lot of these negative voices inside us, we may not totally understand, and we may have dealt with them from a lifetime of trauma. Mike on here works with folks that are dealing with the impact of trauma from service and from combat. Uh, Courtney was on here a bit earlier, and she works with people that might have been trapped in a cycle of domestic violence for years, decades. Some, some people have trauma that goes back to when they were a baby, and there's always these insecurities and doubts these seeds that were planted, how does yeah. NLP take over a lifetime of fear and doubt and insecurity that you are, um, yeah, how does this tie together and how can you overpower what might be decades of fear? Well, I can't overpower it. What it is, is that there's nobody in my mind, but me, there's nobody in your mind, but you, and it's the same for all of us. So the way I operate using NLP, I also, you know, use um, mental and emotional release therapy, which is uh, an NLP application and help people to extract these things. The thing is, the way I work as a coach one-on-one -on -one is I'm a mental and emotional GPS system. In order to help an individual, I'm going to need their participation. I can't, if I had a magic wand, nobody could afford me. Because <laughs> if I could just wave a magic wand to fix your problem, nobody, the price would be way too high. So in order for us to get that result of where you've let go of what you don't want in here, I need your help. It's a do with process. 
The thing is, I'm a GPS and you got the easy job. All I need from you are three things. Number one, where do you want to go? What I know what you don't, you're very much in touch with what you don't want. What, where, what do you want instead? That's the first thing I need to know, because just like a GPS, if I don't put in the destination, it can't really help me. So that's the first thing. The second thing is just follow the basic instructions I give you. Because if the GPS tells me to go that way and I decide to go that way, don't be surprised if we don't get to where you want to go. And the third thing is because it is your life, because it is your goal, it is your past experience that you want to let go, and it's your journey that you want to progress forward, I'm going to need you to take the necessary actions that are going to get us there. I'm just a GPS. You got to drive. And so what it comes down to is not so much about me being able to overpower it. It's about the individual deciding that I'm ready to let go. Now give me the instructions. It's like Dorothy's like, I'm ready to go home. How do I do it? Okay, click three times. And then the thing is, because of that old trauma, like you said, those old impressions from your environment, a lot of times you say, well, just it's really simple, click three times. And then here come the words again. There's two words that pop to mind that tell me that the individual is not ready to let the story go. And those two words are, yeah, but I say, hey, I, I, I'm dealing with this trauma. You know, I've, I've worked with people who were sex trafficked. I've worked with domestic violence. I've worked with people in the military. A lot of things that and I don't say this to impress you. I say this to impress upon you that the size of the problem isn't an issue. It's all about the individual deciding that what they're suffering with, they're done. I'm done. I don't necessarily know what to do, but I know I'm ready to move on from this. And once they get there, it's very easy. It's very easy. It's just that it's so simple that people would think, now nah, there's no way that can work. Kind of like clicking three times. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one story real quick. You know, I do a retreat every year in um, Hawaii. You know, not my retreat, but I do do teaching at this retreat. And it always starts with the, you know, the owner of the company, he asks, okay, let's play a game. Who's been holding a grudge the longest in their life? And we're going to have a contest, see who's holding on to anger the longest. And so five years, 15 years, 18 years, 25 years. In 2020, one individual said 71 years. And I was like, whoa. I've heard a lot of stuff, but to hold a grudge for 71 years, that's a long time. When he told the story, it made sense. His father had committed suicide when he was five. And that was something he had held on to his whole life. And so my mentor, who's running the whole entire thing, asked him, said, okay, are you ready to let go of that? And he said, I think I am. And it was gone in eight minutes. It wasn't that it took him 71 years to let it go. It took him 71 years to decide he was ready. Once he decides he's ready, you're in control. You got the leash. Let me give you the basic instructions to give the dog so he'll let it go. And it happens pretty fast. And, and it's it's just like clicking three times. It's, it's so much simpler. And anytime I bring this stuff to people, 
they might compare it to what they think. Well, I've been to therapy. It's like, okay, well, did that work for you? Well, no. So then you got to open your mind to do it a different way. That therapy is great. It's definitely been a valuable tool for us human beings for hundreds of years. However, it's not the answer to everything. It can't solve every problem. And sometimes you got to have that requisite variety, that flexibility to think outside of what you believe you know. Because just like in the words of my Hall of Fame coach, you don't know what you don't know. And so it's it's like it's one of those things where if anyone who is interested in learning how to what I in basic instructions terms retrain the dog, then I can go into much, much greater detail with visuals if we connect to one on one on Zoom. And so, you know, the work I do speaking with different teams, I've done a lot of real estate teams, done a lot of you know, marketing teams, corporate uh, speaking and training on these things. So, you know, not only how to take control of what's going on with you as a leader, as an individual, but how to further use the power of your language and emotions to motivate others to help you get to your goal, to get the, to help us reach a goal as a team. And so it really goes back to what I learned that day in 05. You don't know what you don't know. That's not necessarily to say that the individual that doesn't know is stupid. It's just there's so much information out there. No, no one person can know everything. And whenever you find yourself in a situation where you feel like I can't or I'm not, what may be, good, what may be a good idea is to switch your mind from frustration to curiosity and ask yourself, what do I not know that if I did would change the situation? And that's really what it comes down to. And so it's so much easier than people realize. And I'm just always open to people who are looking to gain more control over their world around them, their business, their family, their health, their relationship with their higher power. Let me show you how to take control inside and then watch how everything out there changes and that's that's really how it connects generally speaking i can get technical but i don't want to get too nerdy on you guys right now so <laughs> no it's awesome conversation it's uh, been really inspiring and there's a ton of comments in here from folks who really got a lot out of what you had to say so if people want to work with you more how do they find you well, LinkedIn is always, you know, for, for all of us in business, that's a, that's a great place to connect. My website is basicinstructions.com. And I'm also pretty active on Facebook. And so Facebook, LinkedIn, basicinstructions.com. And I'll actually, you know, put my phone, my phone number in the chat for anybody who, you know, just likes to be more direct and send a text or call. So that's something that you know, anybody's welcome to do. I, you know, here in Kansas City, you know, one of my big desires is to to have more of an impact and to share this, my experience with business owners, professionals, so that I can help bring more of that positive energy, that Super Bowl feeling into my home environment. You know, the same way I was able to do through football in Pittsburgh, you know, want to be able to do it in a less, less conspicuous way than playing in the Super Bowl. At the same time, it's just recognizing that 
whatever I feel is a struggle for me and my business, I'm not making enough money. You know, competition is fierce. Dealing with the aftermath of, you know, the lockdown and whatnot. All these things are things that a lot of professionals, even right here in our backyard, feel like I can't and I'm not. You don't know what you don't know. And I have 100% faith that you can based on the things that everyone told me I couldn't do. But you find a strategy that's outside of what they keep telling us and teaching us that this is the way it is. And you might find that that's the way it was. I can control how it's going to be. Spaceinginstructions.com, LinkedIn, Facebook. My phone number is in the chat for anybody who would feel compelled to reach out and learn more. Definitely love. This is my passion. And so even when I think about football, I think of it in a lot of these terms. My, a lot of my memories are structured this way and saying, damn, you know, if it's a good thing we took control as a team. You know, I won a Big Ten championship at Purdue, only one of two since 1887. I mean, having Drew Brees as your quarterback helps. But my point is this, again, not to impress you, but to impress upon you that there are experiences of seeing people who have done things that other people say are not possible that I've seen firsthand. And I know that if you're what one man can do, another man can do. So if you have ever have any curiosity about how do I let go of this? How do I change my perspective? How do I feel better or bring that Super Bowl feeling into my business and life? Just let me know. Basicinstructions.com. Awesome conversation. Really enjoyed it. You can tell you're very passionate about sharing what you've done and teaching others. And it's awesome to see. I appreciate you guys having me. And you know, I'm looking forward to more in-depth conversations like this because it is my passion and passion is an emotion it all comes from emotional discipline and if one's not feeling passionate about the situation just give me a call i can help you with that all right well good to see you have a great weekend good to see everybody we'll see you again soon all right aloha thank you and hope to talk to everyone soon I hope Chuki's words inspired you to take control of your own mindset, face your fears, and focus on achieving your championship dreams too. You can learn more about Chuki's work and how to bring him into your team at basicinstructions.com. Now let's get after it, be courageous, and never give up. I'll see you soon.